Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game, Rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to reasonable languages for all ages, listeners should know that this is a podcast that may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., may bear resemblance to persons living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Okay, and we're back. So, uh, let's, as we always do, begin with introductions to my right. Uh, yeah, this is Lonnie. I'm playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsett, who is currently bleeding on the floor of a cave, because that's a thing that we do around here. <laughs> it seems to be. Next to his right. I'm Heather. I am playing Anastasia Edwina Fairchild, better known as Stasi, to her friends. And I am currently in pursuit, kitchen knife in hand, uh, to an unknown assailant uh, who is heading out of the gate. Or attempting to, yes. And then across from me. Jake playing Jack Doyle, private investigator and apparently professional uh, breaking artist. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> and then, uh, then to his right. Um, this is James. I'm playing Dr. Tattenbach, the company physician. And uh, currently he's doing his best to hold what few marbles he has left together. Doctor, I feel like you're going to have a little more work to do. Uh, it does seem as such, yeah. Yes, okay. And then uh, finally to his right. Uh, Tiffany playing Maeve O'Shea, who is insane, and the doctor is now her father. Hey, hey. You're, you're temporarily insane. It's a temporary thing, hopefully. We'll see how long that lasts, though. Yeah, absolutely. I bought a, I bought a pamphlet for Dunning, just to let you know. <laughs> no, ten years is temporary. Hmm. So, when last we left, um, there was quite a commotion. We had dealt with a very, very large reptile, and uh, after... Miss O'Shea had somehow found a way to communicate with it. Uh, it had left the scene, left leaving you, the investigators, with uh, quite a few bodies that Mr. Forsyth had piled up. Uh, and <laughs> hey, I'm only responsible for two of them. For now. <laughs> and it looks oh, like... Three of them. It looks like uh, someone is attempting to flee the scene of the crime. Uh, if you would call it a crime, which... I mean, I suppose, depending on your perspective. It's a crime so, against nature. There's, so we'll there are several crimes here. Back up at that point. Uh, Miss Dazi, you are uh, hustling to try to catch up with uh, the uh, the gentleman. Yes, darling. Heading full force, kitchen knife in hand, brass knuckles on the other, uh, failing my attempt to finish off the other assailant, which Mr. Doyle then conveniently took out. I continued uh, on my running path as I see uh, someone fleeing the scene and trying to head towards the gate. So I attempt, I am attempting to catch up. Okay. Uh, For some insane reason. Go ahead and make me a dash roll. I'm going to try to see which one of you can get through the gate sooner. That is a hard success. Very good. Um, you move with purpose, and like or not, you forge a path ahead towards this figure who's busy trying to get to the gate. And 
you are going to be able to get there before he can actually get through the gate. The question I have for you is, what are your plans when you get there? At this point, I think the only real option of stopping him, as he did not appear to have any type of firearm, Mm -hmm. is to potentially tackle him and possibly, possibly injure him enough to at least hold, keep him from speeding away before the rest of my party can catch up. Okay, it's not a surprise attack because he knows you're there. It's a little hard not to hear the clomp, clomp, clomping of my shoes <laughs> in this Correct. setting. Correct. So Just my question is then, bitch. Is, um, are you going to use the knife or are you going to use the brass knuckles? Or are you going to try to just flat out tackle? I believe I will at this point attempt to, as slashing would not work, I think a full out tackle. Just mm-hmm. try to throw my body up against his to at least slow him down. So that's a fighting brawl roll. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. That is a 14, sir. Okay. Um, you... So that is, that is a success. Okay, great. Yeah, great, great. So you leap forward. Um, brass knuckles in one hand, knife in the other. Um, yeah, pretty much. You, you spring at him like the Wolverine, and, uh, and you collide with him as he's trying to open the gate. The gate slams back shut, and then the two of you kind of fall over. Um, do you have a damage bonus because of your size? No, not that okay. I know. What is your size? My size? Yeah. Fifty. Uh, it's listed. Damage bonus is listed. So it's a derived stat. She would have. She would. Yeah. Either uh, have size is fifty. Yeah, you're so, fine. Yeah. Um, you collide with this man in a suit, and you roll over onto the muddy, um, again, you know, dirt floor tunnel ground here. And, uh, yeah, you've, you've I plan to him. not let go of him unless I absolutely am forced sure. to. Absolutely. You, uh, you have been, you have impeded his progress for sure. And I'm sure there's some yelling involved as well. I, I shall scream like the Amazons of the stories. I let go of Maeve and hurry over to Forsyth. Okay. <sighs> Makes sense to me. Bleeding a lot. That's, that's a lot of blood. It is a lot of blood. Um, it looks like a... The same similar wound uh, that Miss O'Shea took. Uh, same sort of caustic material that's on the outside, although it doesn't seem like it's had the same effect on Mr. Forsyth. Okay. Um, it could be his you know, general hardiness that keeps it from doing that, or sheer luck, you're not sure. So it's first aid if that's what you're rolling. Yep. Yo, 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 yo. There we go. F- uh, 14 under 30. So, yes. It's Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You managed to uh, hold, hold him in place long enough mm-hmm. for you to kind of take from your kit mm-hmm. uh, some bandages and try to get, get some of the... You have, a, you have a gunshot wound, and then you also have a, a big slash. And the slash is what you're more worried about yep. right now because it's the, it's the bloodiest part. Yeah, the gunshot wound will... The natural sinker action will take care of a lot of that. So. Oh, yeah. 
Miss Shadoy. Well, I was following her, so. Okay. They are uh, tussling on the ground. They are. Uh, you approach the scene. It doesn't particularly look like this person, whoever she's tussling with, is made out for this sort of thing. Um, he's trying to get to his feet, right, but she is, she is definitely uh, impeding it. Shot in the air. You fire a gun. Okay. You get his and, I assume, Stasi's attention. Yes. <laughs> draw, draw a beat on him and on your knees. He's on his back. Well, so, I mean... Hands, he, hands in the air. He, puts, <laughs> he, he kind of pushes <coughs> off the ground a bit and when he sees your gun and then kind of just eases himself back against the gate and puts his hands up. Mr. Doyle, the most perfect of timing as I lift myself up and off still pointing the knife at the gentleman. And what would your name be? You see his... Um, very traditional slicked back hair, his uh, fine or finer business suit uh, is a bit dingy at this point. He keeps his hands in the air. You know who I am, Mr. Doyle. You broke into my apartment. Uh, Mr. Swift. Hmm. We've been looking for you for a while. Yes, I see that. Convenient to find you here. I feel like we just had a Scooby moment. <laughs> Let me pull off this mask and see who you really are. Oh, my face! It's Harold! <laughs> you, you attend to Mr. Forsyth. You are able to, in the relative... With, with relative quickness, you're able to stop the immediate bleeding. I... You are in a ton of pain. Yeah, I kind of... Which the doctor administers something for. Yeah, but um, still. But still. Yeah. yeah. Um, Miss um, O'Shea, what, what are you uh, doing for sure? Well, since I'm under the influence, <laughs> I probably find a place and sit down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're beginning to feel a little bit um, a little bit woozy from the, the, the stuff your dad gave you, but you're hanging out next to him just because... I don't want to lose sight of him again. forever since you've seen him. Yeah, I don't want him out of my sight again. You can tell, Doctor, that uh, Miss O'Shea is a little bit, um, she seems to be circling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm still up to my elbows in precise oh, yeah. blood here, but, uh... You never knew that your doctor, or, your, your, your dad had such a, a good hand at, um, treating med- people in medicine. He must be a skill he's picked up since he's been gone. Picked up I, abroad. I, I look at her as she's, you know, wavering. <laughs> Lay down, sweetheart. Just put your head down. It's fine. Seems reasonable to you. <laughs> um, when you lay your head down, though, and you, your eyes kind of look at the cavern, you see that Mr. Doyle's standing over a man who's got his hands raised up. And you just have this feeling about who this person is. And that he's done something wrong. It could be that Doyle's pointing a gun at him, but but he, he has a look. He has a, he has a definite look in his eye. When you look over there, he looks back at you. He seems almost, there's a look of, of pure jealousy in his eyes. You can see, you can see Swift looking down 
at your uh, wounded or semi-crazed compatriots. He's definitely upset. Mr. Doyle, hmm. if you would allow me one moment. I slip the knife back into my belt. Of my belt, go into my side pack, mm-hmm. pull out perhaps these. Chiching. I'm not going to ask Pen. you. Wait, no, don't. Why you carry those? Don't. It's probably better not. I've always wanted to do this. Mr. Swift, I believe you know where to put your hands so I can put these on. It's a pretty sour look. Or Mr. Doyle can find some sensitive spots to make sure that you do. Uh, he extends his hands out. Uh, behind, please. We don't want you to be able to reach anything. You gonna let me up? Yeah. Right. Find your knees. Mm-hmm. Pushes off the wall and sits up on his knees. Puts his hands behind his back? Yeah. I put on the handcuffs. When you put the handcuffs on him, you notice that there's a small book that's near where he collapsed at. I will so, pick up the book and thin, thin put it into my pack for now. Something to examine later. So I bet you have quite the tale to tell. If you're smart, you won't let him tell any tales at all. Yeah, you could say I've got a tail. Well, I ain't going anywhere. He eases back down to put his body weight against the wall, just because, well, who would want to set up on the knees forever? What do you want to know? How'd you get mixed up in this whole thing? It's family business. Cult work? Amongst other things. Meat packing. We, uh, we've been doing this a long time. You know, those fingers, they're not, they're here to teach us. They're here to show us things. There's so much we don't know. There's so much we don't understand about this world and the worlds beyond it. You're going to call me crazy now? I even. No, I'm not going to call you crazy. Because you saw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a failure. This is all failure. But somebody is going to keep going. It doesn't stop. Unless we make you stop. How are you going to do that? Figure out a way. So, uh, how does this work exactly? Put something in Grace Holden? What do you mean, put something in Grace Holden? Which wasn't she the first successful, uh, sacrifice or whatever it is? Incubator? Speaker. Sure. And emerged out of her. Grace is talented. She's got it. Not everybody has it. 
your friend there, she's talented. Just like Grace. She could speak to it. That's what we want. That's what the family wants. They want to speak to it. Is it a phonograph player up here? No, it's way it's there. No, there. it's up. It's up at the Holden house or the, from the, the shack. Yeah. The, the, the phonograph is in the shack upstairs, right? It's only now, like, after kind of walking back, that you start to see that there were holes drilled. So the sound uh-huh. would get down? Yeah, so the sound would get down. I'm going to slowly make my way back up to the phonograph player. I'm in no hurry now. Okay. And then I'm going to bring it back downstairs. Um, the entire phonograph? Hmm? The record. And maybe the bell. I have the record. Yeah. Oh, they have a second record. <laughs> that record, too. Yeah. Get that one. So, no, no, no. He's going to go get the whole thing. He's going to come down. The phonograph player about to, you big, right? And he's, and he's going to. It's on a stand. It's oh, yeah, okay. the whole thing. But, That's but, fine. But he's going to bring the whole thing down, and he's going to say, look at this phonograph. <laughs> Every time I do, it makes me laugh. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm going to roll more damage on you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I come back down with the record, Ben. Yeah. And I grab the one out of her pack as well. Oh, okay. I mean, I assume you're not going to... I'm just yeah, I'm just laying there, yeah. like, watching what's going on down the hall. You're, you're barely conscious at this point. Yeah. I mean, you're conscious, but the, the, the pain medication is pretty heavy. Okay. I'm smashing the shit out of them, throwing them on the ground, smashing them with the tip of my cane. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, definitely do a doozy on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does take a, a considerable amount of, of um, what we would say... Uh, Effort because the they were thick. vinyl yeah. records are much thicker. Yep, but uh, they do break. Good. He just Swift just shakes his head. Those records aren't cheap, you know. No, I imagine they are not. Mister Doyle, hmm. not to be too callous, but it would seem to me that anyone with the knowledge to do this would be a threat to the entire world. Yeah. They're going to kill me. <laughs> you don't think your dad would kill you? No. You don't think? I don't think. Madam, help I would hope not. not. I don't think I did anything to make him mad. <gasps> Mr. Forsyth, yes. <laughs> I mean, um, it's possible, but you don't think. Right? You may lean against me. Sir. Well, I kept the house <laughs> nice, and I kept his books, and... Right. So, I mean, what's he got to be upset about? You're not really sure. You may want to inquire. Madam, I appear to be in some distress. Could you retrieve my revolver for me? Yes. Allow me to help. (laughs) Miss O'Shea, you blink. Just to... Because you almost fall asleep, but you have one of those moments where you come back to it. And your dad is gone. And Dr. Tottenbach is sitting there. Where's my father? Where did he go? Right here. Why did he leave? What happened? Miss O'Shea? I finally found him, and now he's gone. I think that you were having a problem because of what we faced. You were speaking to me the whole time. No, I wasn't. I don't know where you went. I don't know. He stepped out for some cigarettes. It's, uh, 
It happens. Creatures have those effects on people. Is there more of them like that? Yes, I was just picking that up. Mm. I, I've only seen the one. It's supposed to be me. I'm supposed to be the one talking to it. Yeah, you probably should have been better at it. That would have helped. That's true. Yeah. You don't seem like you did a very good so, job at the one point in your life. <laughs> These men from the east. Where are they from? East. <laughs> Thanks. I got no illusions about what's going to happen to me, so... <coughs> you think I'm giving you anything else? You're crazy. I see. Did I see her pick up the book? No, she was still... Probably not, no. Still crazy. Probably not. I'm still crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, those pills are very nice. We have your book, so that'll help. Oh, you're going to use my book? No, I'm not going to use your book. No. In fact, I think the best thing we should do is throw that book into the hopper, don't you? Along with all the other paperwork that we have. We don't want to read over it and find out what's in it? No. <laughs> we don't. The last time that happened, I point at the hole. It went to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> Your definition and my definition of the term fine are two entirely different things. Well, what if it decides to wake up? Shouldn't we have the book to find out? I will most likely be long dead and it will no longer be my problem. <laughs> Well, we should probably go. I think we should And do what? Go. And do what? Well, burn down this building for one. I don't think that's going to be enough. I think we need to level the building. Well, I don't know how we're going to do that. We're not exactly, uh... You didn't see my father leave. I would like to make an engineering roll. Sure. 32 out of 51. What are you How far down do I think we are? Mm, probably roughly 100 feet. What would it take for me to kind of get the idea of where, knowing how far we traveled in certain directions, say? Could I um, kind of geographically locate the area? Yeah, probably somewhere under the railroad tracks that are in the yards. I mean, it the orientation down here, especially with your paranoia about being buried alive, yeah, is a little sketchy. Yeah. So. What do we do with him? Throw him in the hole. That was my thought. Um. So I'm going to pat him down, see if there's anything else on him. Um, yeah. He has uh, keys to um, a couple of buildings I've had. He has uh, a wallet, which has some money in it. He has a uh, pack of cigarettes. What about these others? I think those. <laughs> there's, there's four others. I can there's four others. Yeah. Um, if you inspect the other... Uh, the other dead men. Um, it's a really, really grisly task, um, but they're all they're all armed with um, very similar types of uh, long knives, 
Uh, there's a shotgun that's obviously not in use, mm -hmm. and there's a couple of uh, revolvers, 38 revolvers. Identification? Uh, none. And they're all from um, differing backgrounds. Um, there's any sort, uh, any any type uh, and nationality of people here. Right, but no, like, paperwork, no... Nothing. They're just faceless, nameless people. They're not faceless. They have faces. Yeah. Uh, it'd be creepier if they didn't have faces. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there's definitely um, no, no identification. Right. Eyes right face. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, why don't you guys get going? I'll clean up down here. Uh, I put my hand on Maeve's back and begin ushering her towards the door after giving a solemn nod to Mr. Doyle. Okay. I will help Mr. Forsyth. He may lean against me as we make our way. Yeah. Okay, so four of you leave this hole. Uh, before, after they go up, I look at Doyle. Are you sure? And then I follow them up the stairs. Um, You'll owe me some handcuffs. He stands up. After after yeah. everybody leaves, he stands up. He starts walking down towards the hole. The smoke? Sure. Give him a cigarette. Light it. He puffs on it quite a bit. Um, after he finishes uh, exhaling a few times, uh, he... Approaches the hole. Dubs a cigarette out. Drink. One last one. Might as well. Uh, he takes quite a bit. And, um... I guess, um, kind of stands ready. Right. This is Sparta... <laughs> It would be very difficult to kick him into this hole because yeah. the hole starts off the ground. Now I'm going to shoot him. Okay. I won't make you roll for it. Do you need to roll sanity? Because you are Murdering effectively you executing someone. Yeah. Hey, I made it. Okay, lose a sanity. I mean, that, that, there's hmm. no way to get around that. Nope. Yeah. Um, you just horcruxed yourself, man. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he drops to the ground, um, twitches a few times. Let's hope he'd fall in. But you hear the last breath rattle around inside his lungs, and then kind of hold steady inside his throat. Um, and his last breath comes out as a hiss. All right, then I'll just roll his body in the hole. Okay. Right. Um, um, he's in the hole, so he's just in there. No, oh, I thought we were, I thought we were going like to the, the pit. I think he means he rolled him into yeah, the pit. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. dropped him down. So you you push him back into this hole in the wall, and then you have to keep pushing a little bit until he actually goes off the edge. All right. Okay. And then you hear the sliding of the body. Uh, and that's all you hear for a little while. All right. I'm gonna leave. Okay. I'm not. Hanging around here at all, <laughs> and I'm locking the gate behind me because no, he still has that. a padlock. Yeah, there is. As you get to the top of the the tunnel where the gate is, you open up the wrought iron the, the iron gate that protects this area from the rest of it, and you hear in the distance some type of roar. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs>
Later, Tater. <laughs> you head back out and up. Mm-hmm. So, for the rest of the group who came up a little earlier, where are you guys heading? Are you heading back across the muddy field to the car? Yeah. No. No? They are. I let you two support Forsyth. I'm waiting for Doyle. And we all stay together. No. I can see you where you are. Don't worry. It'll be a straight line. A couple of minutes pass, and Doyle comes back up. Doctor, you hear a very faint animal noise in the distance from below the house. A few moments afterwards, Doyle comes around the corner. It's done? It's done. Hand him a flask. Hand him my flask. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. With that. Coping mechanisms. <laughs> Believe me, there'll be plenty well, of know. that later. No, Terrible tragedies give, give me plenty of dark coping mechanisms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the plan, gentlemen? Back across the muddy field. Okay. I'm going to burn this thing in the ground. Did we bring any kerosene? No. Do you need kerosene? There might be some in the house. Would there not be straw? Wasn't there a bunch of refuse and stuff? As far as inside the house? Yeah. The only thing that you think might be useful inside the house, um, and this is just a maybe, is barrels. what's in the barrels. Oh, in the cabinet. There, there so was, we were talking about the house house. Chunks of oh, fat in there, yeah. I was um, talking about the... Oh, the cabin. Cabin. Oh, you mean... Oh, the cabin, yeah. Yeah. You're not talking about Holden House? No. Okay, yeah. In the cabin, um, the only thing that you think that right. had any sort of oily type substance was in those barrels. There is a, a a bed in there we could probably use to. Should we give it a shot? Yeah. Okay. We spin on heel and we'll be right with you. Keep walking. Set the bed on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know how I'm gonna sleep now, but <laughs> and the bed is burning. But um, <laughs> well, the question is, how can you dance when your beds are burning? Okay. <laughs> uh, and once it's burning merrily. Yep. Kick a barrel over. Oh. The barrels kick, are passed. When you kick a barrel over, oh. um, the oil on top of that water ignites in a moment. Let's do it in the other way. Let's kick the barrel over first and then ignite <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you exit the house. Yeah. Um, very quickly, as you walk across that muddy field, the two of you, hmm. you begin feeling the heat come from the house. Those the inner are- walls are burning. And suddenly, everything in is on fire. It does not take very long. As you get back finally across the field, you can see from across the field the house on fire. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll collapse in us. So. Oh, I'm sure it will. The, then the fun part becomes um, the cellar door is not sealed, and in fact, is open. <laughs> There's a giant hole there. And hopefully it will be found by the city. Perhaps uh, an anonymous tip? No. I don't want anybody to find that. <laughs> I'm filling with concrete. <laughs> okay. Maybe the uh, damage will cause the entire tunnel to collapse in. Perhaps it will. You get back into Mr. Forsyth's car, and then where are you off to? Doctor's office. <laughs> We're always at the doctor's office. <laughs> you had that nice Actually, actually, one thing before we leave, mm-hmm. madam, uh, if you'll do me a favor and go back in the house 
and grab the phonograph record that's in no. there. I already did that. Oh, did you? Yep. I'm a little delirious. Because I thought we got the one in the... Yes, and then they got the other one and brought it into the... Uh, oh, smashed them both. Yes, okay. this is the doctor already got those. Okay. I probably fall asleep in the car. Yeah, I should okay. probably go back to the doctor's office anyhow because somebody needs extreme medical attention. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, kind of, sort of. I may be passed out in the backseat of my own car. <laughs> so we head back to the doctor's office? And- yeah. Um, you head back to your office. It's very late, mm-hmm. very late. Um, but the doctor's office is quiet, and it gives you an opportunity to do a, have a closer inspection on Mr. Forsyth. Yeah. So if you'd like to go ahead and make a medicine roll now, now that you have a, a little bit of space and time. Yeah. Forty-three under seventy-five. Woo! Okay, so let's see here, just really quick. Dave, we want to make sure that we give Mr. Forsyth all the options he can have. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get one. You weren't dying, so um, you get one hit point back for the successful first aid roll. Yep. And then for the and successful then. medicine roll, <laughs> you get. Three hit points back. Oh, very nice. So the doctor has done some fine work again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are exhausted and probably passed out on one of his beds. Yep. Uh, he finally, Mr. Forsythe stayed awake during the stitching, during the bandaging. He only finally fell asleep after the bullet came out. And then his body kind of collectively exhales and he passes out. I'm a tough old bird. <laughs> you do seem to be that. So for the rest of you, uh, besides probably an evening of uh, light to have you drinking and uh, coping mechanisms, what are your plans? Oh, and Miss Stasi, I assume you hung on to the book, right? Because no one said that they burned it or threw it down the hole. No, I want to read it. It is in my it is in my leather satchel. I probably keep pestering her for it. Come on, let's look at it. Let's see what it says. Late. Why did you hold on to it if we're not going to read it? Let's look you at it. We need to rest let's first. Look at it. Let's we must rest first. Ms. Why don't we not worry about it right now? Because Drink, well, food, cleaning. We must. I think we've been through enough. <laughs> in another room. Take the book from you. So I want to be up at least you long. Read this, drink this, enjoy. Oh, sweet. I want to be up it. long yeah. enough to get the morning paper. Um, yeah, you will be up long enough to get the morning paper. Drink up, it's good for you. There's only um, there's only a few pages in there that's that have been done, so maybe you're in, you go up in the back or maybe you go up in the front. No, okay. Um, you do get the morning paper. I'm sure there's nothing about the fire, and it was too late at night. Though. Too late at night. Um, although you do, the doctor does have a radio, so you do hear about the fire at the stockyards. It's a very small fire. Uh, they say it was contained in just a couple of buildings, and it looks like the buildings are a total loss. Luckily, the fire department didn't lose anyone, like it has multiple times at stockyard fires. Yeah, they spread like wildfire. They do. And that's because the buildings are close to one another. 
And cheap wood. Oh, I mean, that would have sucked. It Buildings are close to one another. Cheap wood. And then so, all sorts of flammable things. Well, just to give you an idea, um, to kind of a, a rock on a historical note here. In the decade to come, there is a fire at the yards, and it kills something like 17 to 20 firefighters. <sighs> and there's a big monument that gets um, erected to them because they... Yeah, I mean, they put out a massive fire at the. At so the I'm glad nobody died. I mean, no, no in, in the fire. Also, the fire will nicely clean up the bodies down there. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just getting ready. So, and but I want to find out if uh, there's anything in there about uh, the uh, nightclub murders. Mm. Because uh, Sammy Holden went and turned himself That's in. That's like the yesterday. story I read. Okay. It doesn't appear to be as of yet. You don't see any papers about the, the Holden murder case at all. Mm. Uh, who is staying up and just wondering? Who who thinks they might be having a problem sleeping? Not until I figure this out. <laughs> I make a phone call as soon as it's the sun starts to rise. We know Mr. Forklass is asleep. He's, right. he's doped. Yeah. Also, I didn't see the horrible monster. <laughs> no, you didn't. I close the, the shades in my office, and then I pour myself a codeine and whiskey cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> effective, for sure. Uh-huh. Once it's early enough where I think that the my favorite local uh, diner is open, yep. I make a phone call to it and okay. order just a slew of food. Okay. Just a little bit of everything, and re- request a delivery to the doctor's office. Yeah, they accommodate you without a problem. Yes, yeah, they know any, me. Do you have any Swift hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just have I just have food delivered okay. to us. Something you have food delivered um, around about nine o'clock or so in the morning. So I'll take one of those cocktails now. Um, may you succumb to exhaustion. And drugs. Uh, the only person that's awake right now is Doyle and Nastasia because she's ordered food. The food has come. You've eaten, so keep that in mind, both of you. You've had actually a chance to eat. So coffee. yeah, the, the, the desire coffee. to sleep was going to be pretty heavy. Lots of coffee. Um, but there's a knock on the doctor's office door, the outer door. That wake me. That wakes me right up. Can I see it from the window? Yeah, you can see that there's a person standing out there. You don't know who it is. I guess I'll open it. Okay, you open it. Um, standing outside the doctor's office is Detective Belmont. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought you said you didn't know who it was. Mr. Doyle. Detective Belmont. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, really. I was hoping to run into you. It seems... Uh, Little Sammy Holden is a uh, cop to a double murder. Oh, did he? But you already knew that. What a shock. Coffee, detective? No, thanks. Good, more for me. I put oh, another yeah. shot of whatever alcohol I have to <laughs> move out of the way. Well, it's good that you were able to solve that case. It is good. You know... The thing about it is, Sammy tipped us off to something at the yards he said we should look into. Yeah? Yeah. And by the time we got down to the yards, it was covered by so many firefighters we couldn't investigate the building he tipped us off to. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Well, I, I did hear something on the radio last evening about a uh, a fire down there. If somebody he tipped you off, then maybe somebody was on to him. Oh, Cover yeah. the evidence or something. Wouldn't surprise me. So here's the thing. We're going to clear you for now. And you can thank Sammy for covering. Covering. I still don't think your nose is clean and all this. I'm going to be watching you, Mr. Doyle. Well, that's very reassuring. Thank you. Get rid of him. He's been made. Well, not this far. Have a good day, Mr. Doyle. You may want to get some sleep. You look a little tired. Yeah, it was a late, late night, you know. Oh, I know. I had a case I was working on. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything... Missing woman, you know. A missing woman? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. May have killed her husband out east. Family's looking for her. Fell off the face of the earth a couple of weeks ago. Haven't been able to track her since then. But I'm still working on it. Following some leads. I'm sure you'll be just fine. Yeah, I hope so. He uh, gives you a slight nod and then moves on down the line. The uh, two or three uniform officers that are out in the police car give the building a pretty solid stare for the next couple of minutes. You shut the door. For those of you who are sleeping, um, your dreams are beyond fantastic. Some of it is monstrous. Some of it is filled with this haze and smoke, the sulfurous uh, scent that clings to every part of your being. It's hard to get away from. But when you wake, you start to question if it actually happened. It's that fantastic of a feeling that you question if it happened. And for most of you, waking back up in the doctor's office only reaffirms that it did happen. And you're going to be left with the after effects of that for some time. I mean, plus, you know, stitches and bullet holes. Pretty there good. Is that. Pretty good idea that something happened. Okay. And the last. We need to have these made into brooches or necklaces. Sure. What? It's essentially a sign of protection. Is it really? Are you sure? He did all the same research I did, so I'm assuming that that would be. But, I mean, you can believe what you want. It's not like there wasn't this huge creature that just came out of a hole. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I want to make sure it's a sign of protection, <laughs> not a sign of come and eat me. Because, you know. Yeah. That sign sucks. Right. <laughs> so what we'll do is close the curtain tonight. Uh, and it appears that we can close the case. Right. Yeah, as long as that thing stays under the ground. Well, if it doesn't, I'm sure you'll find out. Mm. 
Now you should have sent the police down there. <clears throat> Second Beaumont.